Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. See website for details. The following program includes the opinions of Kong News and those of the call-in participants. It does not reflect the views of our sponsors. Hi. I'm not wearing any underwear. <laughs> Don, Hank walked out just before you came on. I was telling him I was really trying to avoid the wet, the wet, wet farts today. <laughs> I, I didn't want that to happen. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well, you're, welcome. you're welcome. If you had a wood chair, there would be a different story. <laughs> Try the veal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> from the pages of Conk News at Conk.News and from the headquarters of Conk News at Broadway and Central in Northeast Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome to Conk Weekend, your alternative Sunday show from March 10th through 12th, 2023. I'm Jim Peters, the proud editor-in-chief of Conk News. Sitting at the big broadcast table with me today is Don Zerl, extraordinaire. <laughs> and on remote from his home in Joplin, Missouri, is Larry Newman. Hi, Larry. Hey. How you doing? We can see Larry, and Larry can see us. It's really amazing. It's like we're just... Yeah. And speaking in perfect non- uh, delayed time. Yeah, that's this right. Is, we have no, no almost delay. like having you here. Right. Yeah, I know. Your giant head fills the screen, and you're at the end yeah. of the table. I don't know if you got, you got that, but you're. <laughs> yeah, that is that is that is really funny. He is at the end of the table. This, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. So what happened is Larry Larry rolled. His, I have to explain this. Larry rolled his chair away from his desk, and now his his head is getting smaller. Like. <laughs> My God, we're simpletons. Holy Christ. <laughs> that happens after any length of time on this show. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? That's right. And speaking of that, Don, I'm glad you brought that up. I always do. Here's a good good segue. Next week is going to be Conk News' two-year anniversary. Oh, I thought that was today. No, no. Specifically, it's it's Wednesday the 15th. Okay. So we're gonna have on the uh, we're gonna, we're gonna tape on 16th for the 17th. We're gonna have a big blowout. That's a big deal, man. That's a big deal. That's, that's right. Yeah, two yeah. years. Fun. Two years. So uh, it's, it actually happens on uh, on Reardon Report Wednesday, and so I'm gonna be on the Reardon Report on Wednesday. I'm happy to report that Hank is gonna be on the weekend show next week. We already planned that. We're trying to get pretty much all of the con contributors to, to at least call in for a couple minutes to say hello or something. You know, depending on when you guys do that, I might be able to show up. I'll look at my work schedule. Well, I yeah, thought you were going to be here. You, you were going to be here. You're not well, gonna be here. No, well, I, okay. you know, let me let me consult the okay. the, the gods. Okay, all right. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> we, got, we have that going yes. on. And then the other thing I want to mention uh, on Into the Dark on Monday. Now, David Strom will not be with us on the weekend show because he's going to be on my show on Monday. And Jesus Christ, I mean, him and I—it's like we're just two girls at a coffee clutch, basically <laughs> talk for an hour. But he has written so much good stuff on hot air in the last. Yeah. Two three weeks, okay. so there's, yeah. there's way too much to talk about. So there, so he's going to be on my show on Monday, and I just want to point out too, if you haven't come to Con News recently, our new bookstore is up and running. So you can. So I heard about yeah. that. Great, great. Yeah. So you've got all kinds of little um, uh, tomes written by some of the Murray uh, Sabers. All six books, his six books are up there. Jennifer Anna her brand new book is there, and then we also post all the sh- books we talk about on these shows. Excellent. 
So yeah, great. That was great. Yeah, That's and wonderful. Yeah, and, yeah. Th- thank you, Larry. And the thing is, it doesn't cost you anymore by ordering through our bookstore. We get a kickback from Amazon. It helps us, and and the price does not go up for you. So we appreciate it. So okay, yeah. guys. Yeah. Um, I don't. I did not. Um, come up with a uh, um uh you know the what? spit it out, babe. <laughs> The trophy for today, I did not come up with because I'm so damn depressed about what's going on. So I got to tell you, okay, this is what I want to start talking about right here. So Chuck Schumer gets up in the Senate. (laughs) Yeah, I know we've all seen this, right? And he lies through his teeth. But the real amazing thing was what happened. Now, we're taping this on Thursday afternoon. What happened yesterday, Wednesday, he got up in in the hallway of the Senate, and he's talking about the fact that that he once again he's calling for Tucker Carlson to, to lay off of showing these videos, and he says during this tome he says, Rupert Murdoch, Murdoch has admitted that this stuff is wrong and they know it's wrong, and that's not true. That's a bald faced lie. Oh my good lord! What I mean. what Rupert Murdoch ad- admitted to is the fact that they had an eternal dissension regarding the right. twenty twenty election. It had nothing to do with January sixth. Right, exactly. Nothing. That, it was, it right. was all over by 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 that point. But but it, uh, once again, I you know I, I show up here to, to to discuss these various topics, and I, I still can't wrap my my brain around these people's ability to just stand up and lie, and not only that, Larry, but to feel like they're not going to suffer any consequences whatsoever. No, they're not going to suffer. Who's going to hold them accountable? The government? That's yeah, exactly no. right. Nobody's going to hold them accountable. They're going to get up there and lie. I mean, they, they actively freaked out when the true videos came out and Tucker showed them and the truth was open for everyone and they blew their top that they got exposed. They circled those wagons. Do. That's what they circled those wagons as quick as they could. All the all of the members of the Liars Club and the media. Well, I, there I go being redundant again. But you know, they, they just immediately <laughs> circled the wagons and just just say, Okay, we gotta get our, our lines up. We have to all be willing to not uh, face the truth and do so convincingly and and unfortunately they probably are that's that's what i hate and what what is so what is mitch mcconnell's uh what's his excuse for modus operandi here i haven't now see i haven't heard what what mitch has said past you know his indignant uh 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 remarks when january 6th happened how this was the most horrible thing that that could ever happen you know to to, to anything in any part of the world i haven't heard what he said no he is, he's basically come out with schumer saying that what Carl, oh, carlson's Lord. reporting is okay BS. so then let's take the devil's advocate right. what advocate what could what possible um you know motivation could they have to lie like this when when the video is so clear, even the guy that they said that had died, yeah, was walking around the next day. After, <laughs> yeah, after he supposedly died, he right. was up walking around after he was clubbed to death or whatever the hell it was, and he's walking okay, around. I, you know, when you can lie about things, but when the video and the the pictures, the evidence comes out that you lied. 
you know, most people would say it's stand up. Say, oh, I'm sorry, I I was mistaken you know, or or something. But these guys are just they are blowing their top because they got outed. Yeah, I, on video, not just as a. This is not Tucker's opinion. No, this is on video. <laughs> Larry, I thought of you. I thought of you and a lot of these law enforcement guys that as soon as you come up with somebody, you know how they start lying right away, yeah. right? And then you show them some incontrovertible piece of evidence that completely right. – and usually they, their, their shoulders sort of slump. They kind of, yeah, okay, all right, fine. What do we do now? <laughs> these guys don't even – they haven't even gotten – I don't know if they're capable of getting to that level. They, they'll just – They'll just stick to the story, stick to the story, stick to the story, and and never give it up. It's unbelievable. So, well, here, just guys, the word pathological come to mind. Patholo- yeah. Okay. What is so? Yeah. What is what's going through McConnell's mind now? Hank Reardon was in the office before we started here. He left, and him and I were talking, and, and I'm thinking, well, okay, his end game here is that he's 82 years old. He's not going to run for re-election because Hank agreed with me. He's probably blown his career by doing this. You know, yeah. I mean. Uh, there's no he probably has so what is his motivation i assume there's some money somewhere i mean am i am i just a cynic i mean christ it's like you know and you know speaking of that now it sounds who is mitch mcconnell's wife yeah yeah really exactly thank you thank you larry thank you larry smart larry put it together yeah right now there's another thing and this sounds like this is not related but it is so i don't know if you guys heard this I've got to pronounce the guy's name right. Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's right. running? He is, you know, declared for president. Right. Now, you know, let's let's be honest. He probably doesn't have much of a chance. But people do this for all sorts of reasons, and he he does certainly feel he's a patriot. He's doing it for his country. He really he really wants to change it. So he says that at CPAC a couple of weeks ago, he was offered that if he paid somebody. A couple hundred thousand dollars, they would move his ranking up in the CPAC straw poll. I don't know if you guys saw this. No. Yes. I did not see that. Yes. So he said, Oh, uh, wait a minute. That's called politics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> in the radio, but, they call it payola. Larry's a radio. Yeah. I remember <laughs> payola. I remember payola. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, they can, you know, no matter how they define payola, payola, somebody got around it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. So. They're, so I mean, it's a. I mean, the Republicans aren't any better. In other words, it's a it's a bald faced bribe. They asked you, you know, they wanted. They said, "You pay us, and we'll move you up." Oh my God! And so well, he, he, he wait. So they would pay him. They'd move him up. No, he and, would pay them. He would pay, oh, he them. Would pay right. them. He would pay them. He would move up. And these people, all they get out of it is is the money. That's it. I mean, it, to, to me, it's it's like if you're going to do something that's that's obviously that sketchy that you got to get more out of it than just the loot no i don't think so i don't know if you do now this no now, the loot goes to pay for ads for the candidate that you want or just a new boat you know yeah right and and the guy, so i don't know if you guys remember See, this I, i'd be really bad at this because i just don't i don't get cr- the, the criminal mind you know? yeah well the, like, the other thing is you've always had as many women as you need so well, it's like yes. yeah there's that too uh <laughs> But there, I don't know if you guys remember this. So the straw poll, the way it came out, Trump was first, DeSantis was second, and was who was third? A billionaire named Perry Johnson that basically nobody ever heard of before. He was third. Oh, Jeez, he's got a lot of money. Wow. I wonder. I wonder how that happened. Wow. So now yeah. you can't. You can't. 
Literally, you cannot depend on what these what this poll is. That's shameful. That, Isn't that it though? honestly just makes me feel ashamed. Yeah, it's terrible. Wow, I know. And so, uh, there none of them are immune to this. That you know, it that's that's how politics works in our day and age. It, well, and it's worked. It's worked since seventeen seventies. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. So, Larry, you know, so let, let me pause at this to both you guys. Is the re, is the difference now literally the fact we have so many damn cameras? They they've been doing the same dr- grift for fifty years, and all of a sudden. That doesn't work anymore. You see, now, okay, so this is why I'm having such a tough time wrapping my head around this is because it would be so easy now to get caught, either with a camera or some listening device. I mean, honestly, to be corrupt now, boy, you'd, you'd have to have just sensational control over um, media and things like and, and and things that where you would get outed, and that's that's the part that 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 makes me so naive. Yeah, well, is no, because I'm thinking I'm thinking uh, to myself, well, you, you, there's no way you can get away with it. I'm totally with you, but the thing is, I, I'd say you're smart. I think maybe these people are just stupid. I don't know. Oh uh, well, no, it's a swamp. And thank goodness for Trump giving it a name, the swamp. Okay, these Washington D.C is loaded with these people and McConnell's one of them has been a lot of them are okay. And they can do anything they want to because they control the department of the DOC and CIA and FBI, and they can do whatever they want to get away with it. And they've done it so long that they don't even think about it anymore. So the The money comes in that comes in, Sure, we'll pump you up in the straw poll. You give us a couple of hundred thousand dollars and we'll pump you up there. And that's not going to get you anywhere. But the swamp rats that are involved in both parties, all parties in Washington, they've gotten away with it so long. There's no accountability. There's no retribution for doing that. It's. They don't even hide it anymore. So now what, what what occurs to me then is that like there's really almost no point. Well, hell, there is no point in voting the bastards out, as as they say, because you just sort of have to assume that the new crop, if they're in, they've already been gotten to, which is, which is again, this is the beauty of, of a guy like Trump who just has so much money he's not beholden to anybody is so far used to be so far outside of the whole political system that well and the irony is is what ramaswamy guy we're talking about he's also a billionaire he is too Uh, okay so maybe you've got you have guys that have money but not you know just just enough how, how am I? How am I trying to say this? I guess you have to have people that have so much money that they don't care, exactly, and they won't That's do exactly it. So this right. is where, where a guy like like Trump can work. And of course, the the opposite is true. If you have people that have a lot of money, then they can do the control. So you, so you, you it's still a crapshoot. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, I have to say, um, I mean, Larry's waiting to, to, to jump in here, but I, uh, I was really <laughs> impressed. I have to say, by by Trump's speech, you know. The CPAC speech? Yes, the CPAC speech. I, I have to say it was it was really nice to kind of go back there and and listen to him speak because now this is different. 
when he came in, he was a maverick and he was just, you know, saying the, the things that were honest. Now he's the same guy, yet with the benefit of the four years that that he had, and he's still the same guy. You know, he's also stopped talking about the past. That, yeah. I think that's helping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that yeah. helped. You know, that helped. Because no, uh, I yeah, go I, ahead. I, I really think. We have to, and it takes a while. This doesn't happen overnight. But we have to stop listening to what the politicians say, and we have to start watching what they do. Okay? And so you've gone along here for 50, 60, 70 years with presidents who promise one thing and get in office and do something totally different. And you watch what they do when they're in office, and you wouldn't vote for them again. So along comes Trump, and he comes up there, and he says, this is what I'm going to do, A, B, C, D, E, F. And he gets in office, and he does it. Right. He, he did what he said he would do. You watch what a person does, not what they say. I can tell you anything, and I do, but I can tell you anything and if you believe it, hey, what? who cares what I do? But when you start holding them accountable for their actions, not their words, then we start to see some of the swamp clear out. I see some bright spots. I think in this last election, we've got some people in Congress, maybe in the Senate, that have saw their way through and are rising up and doing what they said and what needs to be done. So maybe we have gained a little bit. And I and I go back to Trump, and I think Trump trailblazed the way for these people to come from the country, run for office, get in there, and do what they said they would do. That's excellent, because that's exactly what he did. And you just described also in the same breath what why, why, uh, Biden who said, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and then went and either did nothing or did the complete opposite. Yeah. And so so this is, um, I mean, I... And also, isn't the irony the fact that the left, since since Trump went came down the escalator in 2015, they've pounded this guy, pounded this guy about being unethical, immoral, you know, uh, evil, all this sort of stuff. And at the end of the day, he's the only one who's actually had any truth to him. That's the real irony yeah. I find too. Yeah. He's the only one. Correct. He, you know, he and, and and no one seemed to ever figure this out. This guy's 75, 76 years old. He's never even gotten a traffic ticket as far as I can tell. I mean, I know he he's done some um maybe questionable he, business deals. He dealings. goes to the to to the edge of what whatever yes. he he can do right. legally. Legally, you know, that's right. Business. But that's yes. but that's the thing. But it's he always the legal. Line. That's it's right. always legal. It's always legal. And he has perfect phone calls. Did you know that? Yeah, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like to go back. There was one president that has followed through on what he promised. Right. Obama promised that he was going to fundamentally change the <laughs> United States, and he followed through on that. Yeah, he did, didn't and he? Still, he? He is sure still did. there. Who do you yeah. think is feeding? And this is the thing with McConnell and all these other other congressmen that we're talking about. They, they don't watch these TV shows. They didn't watch Tucker. They've got people for that. And oh. they've got all of these helpers. And people behind the scenes 
that are all getting together with the Biden bunch and every, and they're saying, okay, this is what we got to say. This is what we got to say. And the politicians come out and they read what's put before them with no idea what it is because they didn't watch it. Now that's, you know, we're going to take a break here for a commercial, but when we come back, I want to get to that because Benny Johnson, the guy who, um, was the head, Benny Thompson, I'm sorry, who was the head of the January 6th committee, he said something yesterday which is really, really shocking. And it's not even necessarily, it might not be dishonest. That's a really amazing thing. So we're going to take a break, folks. Uh, keep listening. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Larry's dancing. Okay, Kong Tunes Weekend, part two, for March 10th. Okay, so, Larry, you were talking about, uh, I don't remember what you said, but I wanted to bring this up. This was the segue here. So, Benny Thompson says yesterday he has stunned everybody this was we uh, this is off red state off conk news this was all over cable tv on wednesday and thursday too about the fact that he and the committee members never saw any of this footage that tucker carlson was putting up he said they he doesn't know what tucker's talking about he's not they never saw it and then the question is all right there's two things here either he's lying which is terrible or he's telling the truth. I believe he's telling the truth. And that's actually terrible, too. Yeah, because the thing is, how can, obviously, those people didn't have time to go through 41,000 hours I of don't, footage. I don't care if they did or didn't. Yeah. You know, there are certain things that just rise to the top just on a cursory look. And uh -huh. you've got to know that whoever it was that was, okay, whoever it was that was looking at the tapes for them, because, as, as you just said, these people don't do their own work. They have their right. minions do it, right? Right, right. And so the right. minions are tasked with a certain kind of 
of job and a certain kind of mentality is that, well, the boss ain't going to want to see this. The boss ain't going to like it. So they go find something else for them to look at that will please the bosses. Right. And so it doesn't surprise me at all when he says, we didn't see the tape. Well, of course you didn't because you didn't do your own homework. Yeah. Whereas, okay, Tucker has minions too, but his minions are tasked with looking at the other side of all this, at, at checking out the stuff. And I can't imagine the meeting, the meeting that would have occurred when I say, Tucker, we got some stuff we need to show you. And uh, the jaws dropping when when uh, all of these things. I mean, what I keep forgetting what the name of the big Viking guy is. The guy who's currently yes, in yes, jail. Yes. Who, who is who is, is his name? Jack Cheney. It's off the top of my head. I can't. Remember. I don't know his real something name like or, or or his or his shaman or something. Yeah, he's the shaman. Yeah, whatever the, the, the shaman. The QAnon shaman. Right. As, as, right. And does he call himself that, or is that something the media? No, the media. The media, of course. That. Right. Of course, the media right. called him that, and so. You know these him getting quartered around by by the um, the officers that were there. What 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 was he just like too big for them or something to to put him in cuffs? No, if they were afraid of him. Here's the thing: the reason that's indisputable is because even if you're going to buy the the idea that the officers were kind of laying back because they did not want to get get like physically hurt themselves, at some point they still would have arrested him. And they didn't. They, nothing happened. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because they didn't want to get hurt themselves. Well, yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's various things about the fact they didn't want to escalate the situation. I mean, uh, these are all what situation? The guy is walking around. Yeah, yeah Don. I'm just telling you no, what no, other no, no, people no, no. are I saying. Get it. Right. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But right. but I'm just saying what you know what situation? Yeah. Well, I yeah. Mean, the guy, the guy who's walking around, put your hands behind your back. Well, right, but that's my point. And he would have done it. Even, if, done even it. if you were going to buy that, at some point right. they would have done that. Right. They would have said, "Put your hands and behind your back." Did. And, and, and no, but they never did ever. The the officers were helping, escorting him, helping mm. him get into the Senate chamber. Yeah. Okay. What they were doing, they were opening the doors for him, trying make, the doors for him. Right. Let's make this easy, Larry. You've been you're in in law enforcement. Had that been you, would you have been going around w- opening doors for this guy and and not challenged him at all? Well, the policies of the of the uh, police officers uh, there, yeah, I would have been looking for a way for him to get into the chamber like any other citizen. Sure, I would. But the thing is, remember what happened immediately after this? The Democrats hired a movie producer to come <laughs> in and orchestrate this whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So now you've got the movie producer who's going through. He's got a story he's going to tell. So even if he sees all this video, he's going to bury it because that's not the story that they want no. to the public. No. So, yeah, I think that they had access to it. The producer did, and whoever worked for him probably saw a lot of this video. This is not what we want to show the public, so let's bury it. Right. I actually, okay? And I actually think Don's right here. I think Thompson and his crew actually probably didn't see it. No, no, no. I, I don't think he's lying, but I think no. what he is doing is he's admitting a certain amount of incompetence That's at holding office. It's still terrible. Right, even the yeah. fact they haven't seen it, it's still terrible. Now, I'm guys, I'm going to move on to another thing, too, here. So we're talking about freaking line of the government. Robert Redfield was the head of the CDC until recently. 
So he goes before a commission of a House committee yesterday. Uh, this would be a Wednesday. And on, he goes on Fox News on Thursday morning, and he says that him and Fauci – now, technically, he was Fauci's boss, even though Fauci got paid more than he did. Right. Superiority or, or you know, seniority or whatever that is. This is that guy that looks like Larry, right? Yeah. He yeah, actually with, is. With, That's with, right. With the beard and, That's right. and all good that. Good-looking okay. dude. Yeah. 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 yeah, he's a very good-looking man. <laughs> Extremely good-looking. So, yeah. so he was on Fox News as well. Yeah, so right. So he's talking about the fact that he dis- that Fauci wanted to pl- play, uh, play this narrative – of the fact that this was that this virus did not come out of a laboratory, and him and Fauci disagreed, and he basically got shot down, even though he is Fauci's boss, and right. he said the entire time, and this guy's a virologist. How does He's, that even happen? I don't know. That's, That's the thing. How does this? Yeah, the, 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 Fauci got the upper hand here. I don't know if it's seniority, whatever you the hell. You say it it's is. time for a commercial break. I shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. <laughs> no. And how does this happen? And not only that, this is basically the nail in the coffin. This absolutely proves that Fauci is a freaking stupid fucking liar. I mean, right. his own boss is now outing him. It's like, so it's, this is, I mean, is there any honesty anywhere? I don't understand. Please, somebody rescue me here. Well, I, I Outside mean, the beltway. Yeah. And well, also, not inside the Beltway. Wh- why? The other thing is, what is what is Fauci's uh, motivation for lying? Is it literally just ego? Uh, that I don't understand. I don't understand how a guy who's been around as long as he's doing the kind of work because he's because he's not he's not he's never really been a politician of sorts. He's just no. served, you know, at, at, at the whim of a variety of people. Now, when did he start to believe his own press? Because one of the things that I learned when I first got into um, my particular business was that when you're negotiating, the most important thing is never to believe your own bullshit. And so when is it that Fauci just started to, I mean, was it, was it going, being invited to the, uh, to a ball game so he could throw the worst, First pitch ever on the planet. Well, you guys, uh, are, I mean, what, what, you, what was it? You guys have been around the block for a few times. This guy was had this job for thirty seven yeah, years. Now, right. not he didn't work there. He was the head of the infectious diseases right. division for thirty seven years. At some point, do you just figure just God? I mean, it's like you know, years go by, years go by, everything's going fine, everything's good. People are bound down to you, well, kissing your ring. Well, look what happens when you when you're constantly when, when you're not challenged ever. Yeah, that's what start right. to sur- Yeah, if Correct. you start to you're surround sh- yourself with people who never challenge you. Then again, you start to believe your own bullshit. And also, well, this is yeah, and yeah, this you, is the thing, guys. This is basic human, a basic human trait. We can all talk about. Well, they did this for money. They did that for money. They did that. No, money is not the important thing here. You have to stop thinking about the money. It's the power. Mm-hmm. If it takes money to get power, then the money's important. But it's all about the power. You want to know why these guys do it? it they're ultra rich. They've got everything, but they they're greedy for the power. No, that yeah. I don't care if it's a local local politician, all the way up to wherever. It's all about power. You just tied up the the the, the first section, the A block. That's because this is what we were talking about. Yeah, because I yeah. said I I just don't understand the the the, the romance with with money. 
you know, yeah. it, it's it's the mafia thing when when you when you make a big heist. And all of a sudden, you start buying the Cadillacs and the furs and the yachts and all that stuff. People are going to notice. So I don't really think that it's about the money. I I, I agree with Larry 100% that it really is about the way that people, what, the the, the way that people are going to perceive you now. And that every time you walk, you know, it's the old E.F. Hutton commercial. When E.F. Hutton speaks, everybody leans in, you know, puts their ear up to to see people listen. And, And people love that. They absolutely love that, and and it it's a human trait. You're you're absolutely right. I think Larry nailed it. That's it. And yeah, discussion. well, look at Fauci. <laughs> I mean, he was on the tube all the time. His that fed his ego. Power fed his ego. Oh, and also, the Larry, truth didn't matter. If I can interrupt you for a second, you, then there's you put that on top of that the fact he had this job for thirty seven years, and he for thirty five years he wasn't on the TV at all, and then all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, exactly. You know, uh, it reminds me of the Judge Ito thing. Now, everyone said who know, knew they're during the OJ trial, uh, it's widely um, assumed now by history that Ito completely fucked that trial up. But the reason is that he was, you know, he was a judge for 30 years and then all of a sudden he's on TV. It's like Christ, you know, he's a celebrity. And, and you know, he, and all of a sudden you don't want it to end. You right, know? I don't. Right, right. It's it's not like they said. Okay, we got to get the absolute a number one best judge to do this. They said, okay, who's up next? Well, Ito. All right, yeah. fine, put him up. Right, and that's all that that was. You're not. It's not like 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 they said. Okay, let's get the absolute best. Yeah. Mm. Well, second second to power is fear, and you go back to 2018, the fall of 2018, where the Clintons and Fauci and several of the uh, the media people and the social media group had a secret meeting in New York. And from that, the shortly after that is when the virus got released because we got a, we got a 2020 election coming up. We cannot have this guy win the 2020 election. So if you look back at this meeting and the people that were there six months before the virus was released, okay, you, you got to scratch your head. I'm not saying oh, that no, they no. Right. orchestrated I've been it. Scra- but- I've been scratching my head, too. Now, I have to tell you, I don't know if you guys heard this. I don't expect you to listen to every goddamn thing I do. I had on my show last Monday, I had Nathan Sue from the Epoch Times. He's a Chinese correspondent for the Epoch Times. He's a former Chinese expat himself. And so I'm I'm talking, you know, he uh, never bought this lab the this uh, the non-lab theory at all. But I'm telling him I said, you know, people are now g- jumping to the next conclusion and that is and Hank and I have talked about this offline a lot about the fact that if you were the Chinese Communist Party, and you wanted to run a little test to see how the world's going to react to fear. You're talking about fear, Larry. Let's release a virus that only kills a few people. Not a lot of people. It's not Ebola. It's not going to kill everybody. It's going to kill maybe 1% or 2% of the people. Let's see what happens. And he said, uh, he interviewed on, I can't remember this woman's name. She's been on Tucker Carlson many, many times. And he interviewed her on a podcast for the Epoch Times. Uh, this woman who says she worked at the, U, the Wuhan lab, and she says they released it deliberately. She uh, says that. Uh, sure. uh, well, that wouldn't surprise no. me, me at all. And the, and the Chinese, <clears throat> if anybody thinks that they're stupid, then 
you know, then there's a real peril at underestimating your your enemy. But uh, rather than think that we had anything in uh, particular to do with this because of an election coming up, I don't necessarily buy that. But what I do buy is that when it started to happen, they said, hey, we got something now. And they exploited everything that they could to make Trump look bad in, in all of this, yeah. underreporting the things yeah. that needed to be reporting and emphasizing the things that were that were smaller and turning the, the, the mole hills into gigantic mountains. Yeah, and also then the Chinese <clears throat> Communist Party and the American uh, idiots are working in well, tandem. They're just rubbing their hands. Right. They're going, exactly. excellent, Joining us at the table right now is the great Hank Reardon. Hi, Hank. Hello, Hello, Mr. Larry. Hello, Hank. You got, How you doing, you got tired of us. You, uh, Hank at his desk across the room. And I know. I, okay, and I'm not supposed to interrupt. This. No, it's this fine. This is a three-headed it's a, monster. It's okay. It's okay. But I just couldn't resist. <laughs> it's all right, man. I did, here's my observation. Trump came out with a whole bunch of things for his new plan here the last couple days, right? Uh-huh. This He is proof of how quick... Being around the swamp, after four years, you turn into a swamp creature. He came up with a stupid liberal idea. He's concerned about the shrinking amount of kids people have. So, And this is how a swamp creature would think, well, let's pay people to have them. How about you cut the taxes yes. so you can afford more? Yes. Gee, Don, and, you were there four years, and that's how and quick they wrecked hey, one of the greatest entrepreneurs. I know, I know. And Don, you watched Gutfeld recently. I don't regularly. I don't know if you saw this. I so missed it. I two, like two it. nights ago, uh, they're talking about this. And Cat Tim says, "Yeah, I have a better idea. Stop taking all my money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I, instead I of paying me, just don't take yeah. my money. Yeah. You know, if you want people to breed, make it cheap to have the offspring. But don't forget, one one of the things about Trump is that he tends to think out loud." In the middle of processing an idea, he'll kind of say the first thing that comes. You know, most people will go and they'll they'll, they'll meditate about, it, they'll they'll think about it, and then they'll bring it out. Yeah. And Trump just talks out loud and says, "Well, you know, you know, having a little." Hey, a lot of little, you know, that's a lot of people do that. That's yeah. the way I do. Yeah, that's I, why it didn't get, bother I'll me. I get that an much. idea and I and I gotta get it out loud so I can look at it and. Yeah, well, that's stupid. So, go on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I know. We have meetings around here. I've always said, Hank, on all the meetings, I'm a man of many ideas. Most of them are bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're, in a, they're not part of your new platform, you know? If you yeah. would have said it and you know, a couple of days later corrected it and said, hold on, because he could play on it with this is what happens if you're in the swamp. Even for four short years, you start, they put these invisible. Dumb seeds in you. Yeah. Had a dumb idea. How about if I just cut taxes, wreck the swamp, kill the swamp little seeds? Well, you and I were talking. A lot of these ideas he's come up with recently are kind of leftist ideas. He wants to build cities from scratch. And he wants to promote the uh, flying cars, which actually now the flying car thing, I mean, you can laugh at it. That's not a bad thing. No, I mean, I, you know. uh, quite frankly, <laughs> I was sitting there going, yes, yeah. I want my flying car. Yeah. Anything that will go faster and better than a Tesla. But the thing is, you probably get your <laughs> flying car even without government intervention. First of all, Balance. the Chinese already or the Japanese are already making one. That's what he said. Only, yes. only problem is it only has 20 minutes of battery power. And you don't want to be stuck in the air when you run out of battery. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Well, that's right. I, you know, I heard some of that stuff that Trump was talking about, and I, I was scratching my head too on that one. And and I just you you wonder if maybe. 
the man is very smart. So maybe he's throwing a few acorns out for the other side to say, hey, we can jump on that. I don't know. Yeah. No, hey, I, but again, there was there's just some things there that just was kind of off the wall. I believe the swamp is insidious and it can grab a great mind like Trump's that quick. Because it's always, well, let's pay someone. How about make reduce the stress on the family and the flying car? Put it in a, uh, a bounty. It's the wrong thing. Don't put a bounty out. Put a reward. Yeah. First guy to catch with something right. that beats the Japanese right. by one second. A contest, right. right. Yeah. That's the way it used to be. Right. That's the way it Better used to be. Better mousetrap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, no, no, no. I'm out. I no, can't no. interrupt. No, I'm not. Hold on. I'm not going to let you leave because I have another question here. We're two. not done with you. Okay. No. Here's, <laughs> you sit there and take it, you will. <laughs> Please, more. Here, hey, okay. uh, Zorro, I spoke of Judge Janine on my show earlier this week. <laughs> oh, you did. That's I'm right. I'm hoping the missus listens to my show. <laughs> he did. Excellent. Excellent. So, okay, the the question becomes I mean, this is a rhetorical question because we know what the answer is. You can't raise taxes forever. I mean, other uh, because if you do sooner or later people are taxed 100%. Yes, and, I, and, your, and your point is? <laughs> well, I guess you're right. I mean, like, like I was going on about the fact that in 1960, the highest tax rate was 91%. And Murray Saban corrects me. He says, no, Jim, it was 94%. Oh, wow. But were there all the other – was that just the federal tax? Was that there was, still yeah, all was the states? That was a federal tax federal. for people with extremely high incomes. Sure. Yeah, But right. did the states still have, like – Minnesota has eight percent income tax. Yeah, I don't know what the what the income tax was, but yeah, the was state there still, still income. Yeah. How about sales tax? Was right. that still a thing? I I, I don't know. In nineteen sixty, I don't know if anybody was running sales tax. Fuel tax. I mean, those are you know. So was some of that. They've lowered that. Oh, we lowered it and then crammed it all into fees. I don't. I don't know. I so do know really at that right 55% now. Fifty-five percent of your in twenty twenty-three in Sweden, it is possible to be to be taxed more than one one hundred percent of your income. That is actually right. possible. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah. Matter of fact, I think the, that's the, the new Muslim com- country, though. So who cares? That's Sweden, <laughs> right? Sweden's what? It's, what? it's, it's, it's yeah, the new I mean, Mecca. Pretty much of the blind-eyed. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Blue-eyed, blonde-haired aliens. Don't forget the, the Nordic, no. the Nordics. No, I you know, you're five minutes in the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love to tease you guys. Oh my god! All right, look, Hank, you're invited to stick around. We're going to take a commercial break. Okay, you don't have thank to. Thank you all. You don't have to leave. No, uh, the three person deal we know works better. People oh, don't get if confused. you say so. Okay. All right. Peace yeah. out. Right. So we love you. you know. Hey, Hank. All right. Hank's leaving. We're going to take a commercial break, folks. We'll this be back. It's like the Johnny Carson show. In a, yeah. You know, the, the guy that always has to leave, you know, but before. Oh, yeah. I said, well, right. I got another yeah. gig. Right. And- well, <laughs> I think I think Larry has to leave in about 20, 25 minutes, too. So, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, I'm going to be here minutes. alone with yeah. you? I know. We're going to be alone in this room. <laughs> You're going to touch oh, me inappropriately. I know you. <laughs> I know Table's you will. Too big. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> you are a terrible human being. Here's two minutes, folks. We'll be back. Keep listening. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know. All the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm confused. What are you pointing at? Has that Goodyear Eagle tire always been here? Yeah, actually it has, hasn't no. it? Are you telling me I never noticed that? Is that it? Dale Earnhardt. That has always, always been there, right? Yeah. I'm looking at the Art LeMay portrait above Hank's head over there on the wall. Oh, the ducks. Yeah, Art LeMay, that's an Art LeMay print. See? Somebody never- always has to know... This is this is the, this is the eternal question, or or, 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 or the or, or the what what has been posited is that there isn't a question that somebody in a room won't have the answer to, and if the three of us had gone, gee, I wonder who who, who painted that, you know, I there would be know. one person. Yeah. Larry would have known that. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Larry knows a lot. So. Oh yes, that's why we that's why we keep him around. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I never got a chance to do this earlier. I wanted to thank Brittany Shears at. Uh, Barber Sharp uh, in Northeast here, right down the street. Well, actually, not right down the street, but in Northeast for, for the fabulous haircut she gave me. I was going to compliment yeah, you. Brittany you. Shears, is that really the name of the that, place? That's her working name. Her yeah. Work, yeah, 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 right. Shears. Brittany oh, Shears, right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, so she, okay. yeah, I saw. She doesn't pay me, and she doesn't give me free haircuts. I actually pay. All right. So uh, I just want to give her a shout out. Wait till she yeah. moves to DC. That's going to end real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, okay, moving right along. Here I have. I actually like prepared for today, so I'm actually prepared. So now I don't know if you guys saw this. Jill Biden was on a special on CNN. Yeah, I yeah. know what you're going to talk about. Go ahead. Three hundred and sixty thousand people watched, which is like that's zero, zero. Yeah. Now this gets back to my whole thing about the 2020 election. And a friend of mine, I went to dinner with a friend of mine last week. He said, "You still buy this shit about the fact it was cheated, don't you?" I said, "Yeah. Here's my evidence. Other than one exception, no, no more than 200 people came to any Biden campaign event. And come on, he got 81 million votes. Nobody showed up. Nobody still shows up. She's on TV. Nobody watches because those dresses just like destroy your eyeballs." <laughs> did you see that one that she had on the other day? It looked yeah. like like a uh-huh. computer that had gone completely sour, and then and looks the like pixels my, were. No, it looks like my sofa from nineteen seventy. Oh <laughs> Are you talking yeah. about where she where they gave the award to the guy that was dressed as a woman? Actually, woman no, I was, no, I was that's a different about, one. That's a different one. That's right, different one. Okay, yeah, and also, yeah, thank you for that too. It's an International <laughs> Women's Day, so we had eleven, ten women in a room and a dude. It's like this, that we know of. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. All right, <laughs> thank you. we know of. Very true. And the dude Very got true. the award. The oh. dude got the award. What? Okay. I don't want... Nobody can blame me for, for not understanding, for being so naive as, as, as to just not understand... Well, forgive me, Don. People... Is it me? If I was a woman, I'd be so pissed off of about course. this. Of course. And that would be the natural reaction. Yeah. But you've got all of these female enablers. And these are the ones... I'm going to tell you right now, because I saw this happen years ago. I saw when, when, when the trannies first started to kind of experiment, what they would do is... because. Uh, we had this personal experience. There's a guy that we knew that made the transition very slowly. First with the hair, then I noticed all of a sudden he's wearing an earring. Okay, we got we know guys with long hair that wear an earring. Fine. Then the guy shows up to my house and he's wearing Mary Jane's. You know those like patent leather shoes. Yeah. And and I said that's a weird looking shoe, and my wife says. Mrs. Zorro says, yeah, yeah, those are Mary Jane's. Those are women's shoes. And I said, is this guy transitioning? And, and, and she said, yeah, I think he is. And then the next thing I know, he's changed his name. He's wearing makeup like a girl. He's dressing like a girl. And, I mean, I knew his kids. And, and uh, oh, what I was going to say is that all the other women, except for Mrs. Zorro, were like complimenting the 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 shoes and complimenting the hairstyle and complimenting the the dresses and all this stuff all of these enablers who happen to be pretty much straight females that that said oh you look so cute aren't you darling they have as much if not more to do with this horrible phenomenon that we're dealing with now and i'm trying to think of straight men now that that would deal with some woman that starts dressing up like a man i have never heard some guy you know look at look at some woman that is looks like she wants to be a dude go hey man you look good you know or or that's i love that outfit i we don't we don't do that so i'm gonna put this squarely on the shoulders of all the straight females who complimented and enabled Hanks, the, in the, the Hanks in the back on the other side of the newsroom applauding you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they are enablers. Yeah. Okay. They suck. Well, let's let's take a look at this. All right. In, in any dissertation that's ever been written, there are five things that need to happen when you destroy a civilization. You control the health care of the people. You control education. You destroy the moral fabric. Of a country. It's funny you should mention this. Now that's I was that's that's where that lies. Right. I was, well, I was waiting for more because that was only three. So. Yeah, that was only three. I was I was <laughs> waiting for more too. But that's but fine. I, no, I hey, but but those three are enough, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. I mean, it does seem like there's a concerted effort to. I would say to just put it bluntly, control or to destroy culture. And, and let me say this about what Larry just said. And, and part and parcel of all that stuff is that you do it in such a way to make people afraid to to uh, to say what they really think. You That's make, how you destroy yeah. the moral fabric of civilization. Right, right, right. So and and so we're such a litigious society now that people are afraid to say. What's the matter with you? What, what? What? You look ridiculous. What is wrong with you? Well, okay. So now, am I just a, a libertarian, 
uh, lackadaisical pussies, so forgive me about this. I have no trouble with a guy who wants to drop his dress me, up as a woman. Me either, but my I... My problem you know, is when the, he gets an award for doing well, it. No, my problem is, is when he makes my observation. If I, I have every right to look at him and say, what the what is wrong with you? And if I get sent to HR... Because I questioned the way he looked. That's bullshit. That's correct. You're and that's right, what right. I'm talking about. Right. See, I agree with you. Th- Fine. I, do. I know plenty of trannies right. that, have, that have done the thing. Go off, they live your live life. Li- exactly. Right. Live your life. Don't care. And that's all. Right. You know? don't I, don't, I don't care what you do in the, in the privacy of your own home. But when you go trying to push it on everyone outside of that home to justify yourself, when you try to influence children at school with this behavior, then it becomes a problem, okay? And it destroys the moral fabric. I, I can, I'll go back to the 60s. I remember when John F. Kennedy got elected. It's about as far back as I can go. I'm looking at, we've got Nixon, we've got Carter, we've got everybody else. But I can tell you that in my observation, we, our, the moral fabric of this country dropped faster during the 90s than at any other time that I had ever seen. Okay, hold it, Larry. I'm going to run something by you. Maybe not the 90s, maybe the early 2000s, because my thing about Barack Obama is that the one thing he accomplished, which I think he tried to do, is he normalized liberal extremism. I think that's the one thing that came out of his administration. But go ahead. I'm talking about just basic moral standards. The Clintons destroyed the moral standards faster. Just an observation, just Uh what I saw through the 90s faster than any other decade that I've ever seen. Just just my personal Do you think it was the Clintons opinion. or the people that were around them? Or or Well, what? that's both the few that's left, you know. I mean, but uh yeah, it was it was that whole group around them. But that was the head they were the head. Okay? They were the they were the head. And I'll tell you what, I would put it more on Hillary than I would on on Bill. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, I, I can, I can, it was a president, but only in, you know, standing up. Now I worked for a gay organization 30 years ago. So I, I spent a lot of time around drag queens. I gotta be perfectly honest. I've these, I thought these guys were cool. Here's the deal. When they're at work, it's a performance art. They're at work. I called them. She, when they're in in their civilian clothes, they're he, right? Okay, fine. I don't know any of those guys I knew 30 years ago, any of them who would ever think about performing for children. It would never occur to them, and they would think it was wrong. It was, uh, yeah, I, I don't remember anything. Even, look, even when um, La Cage Fall, which came out in the, in the 70s, and then later on Birdcage with Robin Williams and, and such and such, even that, well, hang on a second now. Hang on. Now that I think of it, uh, La Cage aux Folles, when it came out, was, was, even though it wasn't, you know, like, like dirty kind of stuff, was really adult kind of stuff. La Cage, uh, the Birdcage, when it came out, and the song, We Are Family, boom, that's the last thing you hear in, in that song. The story is basically the same, but 
you could tell that there was a different slant on it and the way that it was being sort of pushed because there was no French version of we are family that was going on. This was strictly an adult situation. And now, and then the birdcage became something. And then having a guy who was as popular as, as uh, Robin Williams and then, and then uh, this other genius, uh, Nathan Lane, who everybody, you know, from many ages knew from other movies, that's where the filtration. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about the role that the Hollywood got. It's like, what was the, when did they, who pressed the button that just said, go for it, Hollywood? And then... Yeah. Then it steamrolled from there. Then it steamrolled right. from there because you got to capture the public. You got to capture the public. I think Larry has to go. Yeah. Yep. I've got to go, guys. I've got work to do, business to take care of. You have business? Thank you very much. <laughs> no, thank and, you, Larry. Uh, thank thank you. you. I will see you next week. Thank you. Yeah, you will. Yeah, we'll talk to you about that. Right. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Larry. Take and care. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Thank you. And, Don, we'll, we'll take a commercial break right now. Because it's a convenient time. No, to do we it. won't. No, we won't. I say we won't. <laughs> Here we go, Don. <laughs> kind of Star Warsy pop dance. Thing. What was the name of the cantina? I can't remember. Well, no, I don't know what the name of the cantina, uh, but you know the cantina band. I'm yeah, thinking more yeah. of the uh, of, of um, uh, who was the big slug? What was his name? Uh, oh Jesus! Huh? I'm um, you're you're in the the big slug. Uh, you know the one who Fufro who got uh, Han Solo in the carbonite and all that stuff. Jabba, Jabba the Hut. Jabba, yeah. I, I was thinking right. Pizza the Hut, but that's somebody Pizza. else. <laughs> <laughs> Jabba the Hutt, his band was, was different from the Cantina band. They sucked. The Cantina band, the original Cantina band was great. But uh, Cy Snoodles, who was the, the one with the long nose and the weird-looking blue elephant that was playing the, the keyboard. Now, how in the hell does an elephant play keyboard? I mean, look at those fingers. <laughs> I mean, or lack thereof. I, mean. I got little sausage fingers. I play the keyboard. <laughs> at least you got fingers. I don't know. I don't know. I, I went you and I are the same tangent. age. Do you remember seeing that movie for the first time? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. I remember all three movies for the first time. The one that I was most excited about was uh, Empire Strike Back, Strikes Back, which is, in my estimation, still the best Star I, I Wars movie. I think that's generally agreed. The most writing was great. Back. The pacing right. was great. Everything, the, the people that they got in, the music was unbelievable. Well, this is my reason I brought this up is because... Yeah, in 1977, for those of you who weren't around then, and we were like in our early 20s, mm -hmm. it was the first movie that actually looked like it was out in space. It was the first movie that looked that seemed to portray um, space travel in somewhat what appeared to be a realistic way. And we, our minds were blown, completely yeah, blown. Because, you know, it was the, the, the Star Trek continuation happened after star wars That's correct. didn't it yeah it did. i mean they were kind That's of right. on the heels of each other but they drew a lot from what was going on in in star wars well i will never forget the collective gasp when we saw uh the the, the first star wars movie number four uh and that um that imperial cruiser 
filling up the entire screen. I mean, literally, people just gasped they, because I don't think anybody right. had ever done that. That's the thing before. We, there were so walked, many firsts with those movies. We all walked out of the theater with our minds blown. Yeah, and oh. here and then we have the best thing ever, which was a Muppet, a Muppet as like the leader of the cause. It's like, excuse me, Kermit the Frog is now up there doing. Uh, Doing this new character? No, this is that was that was a wonderful time, Jim. I mean, it really, really was. There were so many great movies that all happened within within just like a couple of years of each other. And in, one that had nothing to do with outer space, but Rocky, you know, yeah. happening before that. Then came Star. In fact, I was I was out touring with um with a, a group. Um, and we were we went to see Rocky, and we saw the trailer for Star Wars. And I just remember this one guy who was high all the time goes, "Oh man, that looks really cool." <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we found out, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. think you know, Don? Do you think the internet ended up doing more harm than good? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I love what the internet is capable of doing, but I hate what the internet is capable of doing. No, actually, I should say it differently. I was trying to be funny, but what I really say, I, I hate what it has done. Yeah. It has made us smaller. It has made us less friendly. It has made us into, it has tapped into the parts of uh, human nature that are worst. Um, it the chat room was one of the worst things that has ever happened yeah. to society because yeah. the keyboard warriors just would do whatever they, they wanted to. And, you know, another thing that I hated about the Internet was kind of a jealousy thing is that there was always the guy or two that knew much more about how to manipulate it and would be able to – there were things that they would refer to and things they would, they would write – that clearly showed that they had a greater knowledge, and that was always very frustrating to me. So I'll admit that it was that it was jealousy. But you know, it's it, all this person was really smart at was was this one thing. But you know, the, the what the internet was capable of doing and what it ultimately accomplished, very very bad. So you and I have been haven't talked for a couple of weeks here. Have you been following, and I've been talking about this on my show, Jazz Shaw yeah. from, from Hot Air has been on my show. Uh, he's been testing these AI programs, you know. Yes. He's involved in the beta test for the Microsoft one. Yeah. It, you know, this program's crazy. I don't know if you've, you've been following this. No, no, no. I'm, I mean, I've seen examples yeah. of, what it, of what it can do. I mean, I'm not, and things change so quickly that I don't know what, in the last two well, weeks. So let me fill you in. Okay. It's not just that it's biased. That's not the problem. It's The program's literally crazy. It talks about killing itself. It talks about wanting to make love to the people who are, talk, who are, who are, who are asking the questions. So you're saying A1 is, AI is female? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been, well, most people have described it as a teenager. It seems like it's kind of, it seems to have a hormonal problem. Oh, my God. And, and now, Jazz, I'm great. talking to Jazz. I haven't seen this directly but jazz has and he said no it's exactly what people are saying it actually does do that stuff it's like it's crazy so, so ai is basically a 16 year old yes, girl correct that's absolutely you put it absolutely <laughs> that's, right that's great that's right isn't wonderful that, something that else just, to avoid exactly that's the other thing I and mean, now we got this it's like you know what do we do we need you know do well, we need this stuff then the only the only redeeming uh value would be that since so many things happen so quickly that you 
you know, there's a greater chance that it'll be ignored by the great unwashed. You know, you know what I mean? I mean, the average person, are they going to really use this? Well, the thing is, a lot of people, and this is also the reason Microsoft bought it, is that it will replace the search engine. Because in reality, it gets all this information by, by plowing through trillions of web pages, which is a reason the original JetGPT is so, so good at speaking natural language English, but ends up with facts that are incorrect. Because it's just plowing through the internet. Well, you know, interestingly, I can usually tell, at first, AI fools me for the first, you know, few seconds to a minute, whatever, it fools me. But then I listen for pronunciation. Even things like address versus address. Uh And the context. The context is everything. So um, you'll hear, uh, let's say, the word like, like an Indian bow, and you'll hear the word bow. Yeah. You know, and so you, you'll get those little tips now. I mean, I guess on, in the quest for perfection, they'll they'll kind of teach it better, um, better you oh, know, context and, and, and all that. But I guess until then, we're... The hallmark of these programs is that they're self-learning. But, and my question becomes, they say they're not sentient. How will they know? How would if if it crossed the line? How would anybody even know how, at this point? How would it become sentient? How would because sentient literally means right that you feel things. So uh, there there has to be a process. What what is the difference? What would be the difference between a humans' um, feelings and how they feel those feelings versus how a machine and a program would feel? Those feelings is would the difference be subtle enough so that we wouldn't be able to tell anymore, or 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 what? Well, I, you're using a strict definition of sentience. I think the general definition most people are using is consciousness, that it's or at least self awareness. You know, so how does a machine? How do you know if the machine's self aware? Pretty much everyone agrees. You know what the Turing test is? Alan Turing came up in the 1960s. If you can talk. To a computer program and can't tell that it's a computer program or it's a real person, it's passed the test. And we've already gotten to that point. Okay, well, that would, for me, that would require a an extended conversation. Yeah. Not just a couple of sentences. I mean, a real exchange of ideas. And that's where, if, if I were testing, I would get pretty damned esoteric. Well, I have to say, Jazz has told me he has. He's been on there. He's talked to these things for a couple hours. Ask them all sorts of stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, it's very hard to tell that you're not talking. It's impossible to tell that you're not talking to a real person. It's like they'll talk about philosophy. They'll talk about different points of view. Well, I can always, like, throw in a couple of Puerto Rican recipes. (laughs) And then I'll know what's what, baby. Let me tell you. You know, it's it's like I I, I once wrote a a tweet to, to, uh, what's her name, AOC. Because uh-huh. something was bothering her about Goya products, whatever. And so there's a thing that we use called adobo. Adobo is salt, um, garlic salt, onion, onion powder, some oregano. It, it's, it's, it's a very basic sort of seasoning. And she wrote something and said, well, I guess I'm, I'm never going to be using um, adobo or... or uh, she made some some sort of comment ab- about using it and said, 
And I wrote back to that girl, if you don't know how to make adobo, you're not even really Puerto Rican as far as I'm concerned. I got to admit, is she, is, is she Puerto Rican? She, I oh, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know so, she well, was Hispanic. She says she is. She says she is. She says she is. And uh, if she didn't, she just, the way that she made her comment would have been the kind of thing that I would have expected from, from someone like you, who, <laughs> who didn't, who, you know, who didn't grow up in that culture. Right, but right. it's the easiest thing to, to make. Yeah. You know, so it's like, well, I guess I'll be eating my food without adobo. So, girl, can't you make your own? It's easy, you know. So anyway, that that was just my little well, I'm point. Physically- so, I'm, so what I'm saying is that she is an AI thing. She doesn't really exist. Yeah, no, I don't think she does. <laughs> and I'm I'm changing the subject here, but you are, you are addressing something that I think is increasingly important in America. I'm undressing a- no, AOC. No, no, no. Nobody cooks anymore, Don. No, nobody cooks anymore. I know it's terrible. Except for me. Except for me, yeah. man. I, 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 I do love making a nice arroz con pollo. I love making my, um, my, uh, my beans. I love frying up my plantains. I love making a, a, a nice roast pork. You know, making a, a, a good beef stew. All this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I um, before my mom died, I made sure to learn the recipes which she taught to to the lady who was taking care of her and the lady who took care of her taught them to me she was a fair cook she said she was a fair cook before she started taking care of my mother but after my mom taught her the recipe she her husband was going damn this is good what did you do i said this is this is what uh, mrs zorro the original mrs zorro said uh, to do with this and so she's uh, she's a really good cook but uh, you know, I think all this is where I think men uh, have kind of screwed up. I, I think we all need to know how to cook the mother, the stuff that our mothers made. You know, and and if a, and if a guy has not gone to the trouble of learning those recipes, you, you're going to be very sad one day. Yeah. When, when when we lose, you know, we lose the mind. I didn't I didn't want to go through that. I want to be able. I wanted to be able to teach my kids, and they have learned. They have learned how to do that, and and uh, you know what is it? One of the levels of 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 being, of of, of going, uh, of losing your place on the planet is when people not only forget you but what you are about. Yeah, you know. So I, I mean, I was having this this conversation with uh, with with my son. We we were having a, just a little family thing like that, and and talking about what it what it takes for you to be forgotten. You know, so there is something about the fact that when you think of people who have passed on, but by thinking of them, you keep them alive. Well, you know, my fa- I, God, I hate to refer to Disney, but I will because the movie Coco. Have you seen this movie? No. Oh my God! You, if if you're ever in the mood to cry, <laughs> a really good cry, uh, rent this or get this movie somewhere. It's. I have to say, for me, it is my favorite. Um, is this an an- animated movie. film? It's, I don't yeah, know. it's an animated film. Uh-huh. It's an animated film, and it's and it's basically just about this little boy um, who is who is searching for uh, a member of his family, and uh, and what and what he finds out about it, and it's all about this um, Dia de los Muertos, the the Day of the Dead that they celebrate. In, in Mexico, and I never thought much of about the holiday because I just—it's not my culture. I, I I just never thought this movie explains what it's all about, and what it's all about is remembering, and 
this is a lesson that I don't care what culture you come from. It's a very, very important lesson. The music is phenomenal, um, and it's like it's it's a have a hanky ready because it has one of the most wonderful endings uh, to it. So uh, I, I I recommend it. You know, just make sure that however you see it, you don't pay for it, so you don't give Disney a damn dime. Yeah, right. It. But it but 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 it is it is worth it is worth the hour and a half or whatever it takes to see it. You would enjoy it. it, it I mean, you've had relatives pass away, and I have too. There, death is a kind of a strange thing, and because people, it's like people like no longer exist. It's and, then, and you have a you have a you have a body that used to be self animated, and the body still exists, but it's not animated anymore. Well, Doctor like, Frankenstein, I will explain. Well, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 no, I know that's like master the obvious. It's it's um. <laughs> It has different levels of weirdness because when you're, when you're uh, a kid, death is just tragic and completely mysterious. Yeah, you know, religion has its place in in explaining. Well, you know, uh, I think what was it? My father used to say. He said, "Well, God needed such and such." And so he had to go to heaven to help God out, you know, doing doing the things that the talents that he had on 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 earth. He, God needed him in in heaven to do those things. And then when you're when you're in in your twenties and you've completely lost touch with any religion, then it it becomes this 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 sort of excuse to just say, well, what's the point of anything? Then you reach eventually our age, or or better yet, I should say before that, when you have when you have children, then death becomes a whole nother thing because it's now something that you have to understand well enough to explain to, to little ones. And then you become our age and death, it, we're closer to it than we were when we were when we were little. And so our sense of understanding has to come with the idea of, of finding the peace that comes with it. And, and my peace came with watching, not watching, excuse me, with hearing about the, 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 the deaths of my parents. And the death that my mother had was what I call a, a beautiful death where, where I'm going to reduce this story and make it very, very, very short. It's okay, don't the, try it. No, it, but, but the, the point is is that after my, my, my mother, who had been in so much pain after she had had um, a couple of hymns sung to her by this woman that took care of her, and after having this Bible verse read her, literally did something that she hadn't done in months and months where she sat up in bed, reached her arms out, smiled, and then fell back into bed. That to me is a beautiful death. In contrast to my dad who suffered a heart attack and the last thing, he was in great pain, so he went very quickly as opposed to my mom who died over a long period of time. He died very quickly with a um, in a heart attack, and the last thing he did was call my name, and that's that's because and I'm so sad that I that I couldn't be there to hear my father call me and for me to be there and just say I'm here. That that was rough. That was very, both deaths were very rough, and I felt like my like my mom died with great peace. My dad died with some angst. So the, you know, it's it, it it comes in so many different forms, 
that it's very difficult, I think, to uh, to say any one thing about it. Then you have, then there are our friends. This is this is the the, the reward we get for for living well and 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 um, and surviving is that we get to see all of our friends yeah, leave right. before us, and, right. and all we can do and hope is that we get to see them and kind of be with them and just somehow let them know how much they meant to us while they were alive. You know, my mother's 98. That's her yes. complaint. All her, She's seen all her friends pass away. Now, I have to give my mother credit, though. I mean, she's an incredible woman in the sense that she just went out and found, found a bunch of new friends. You know, she did. She's Good for her. I know, I know. See, she, and, and that's but, that's the way that I'm I, I'm hoping that you know if I reach any kind of elevated age, and so far statistically in my family that my chances are good if I keep taking care of myself. Um, I I think that that's the way that I'll that I'll be because I because I love people, and I love to, to to chat with them, find out about them, and and interact, you know. And people love you. Well, maybe too much. I'll 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 let the, yeah I'll, I'll I'll let them I'll let them speak for themselves. So. I'm glad we talked about this. Yes, yes, yes. Not everything should be politics. Uh, Matter of fact, the, the world is basically. I mean, Hank and I were talking about this earlier. It's becoming increasingly depressing. Right, and it's all because of the damn politics. Yeah. I mean, this is really what what I think radio shows were about. It's it's just the human condition, and right. now everything is about. The, the the political condition, man, I'm so sick of it. Yeah, I really am. I, I, there, there are days where I just get sad because it's all I hear, and I have to just retreat to a good book or binge on some stupid show, and that takes me out of it. You know? Yeah, I I kind of sounds like I'm changing the subject here, but I'm kind of not. Did you see Chris Rock special on? Uh, no, Netflix? but I but I saw you know what what he had to say about Will Smith. Man. <laughs> I tell you, it's just I'm just a brilliant, brilliant man, and I I don't know. I'm really into comedies, especially yeah. the stand-up thing, which is just a total art, and a, right, especially kind of an and like jazz. It's kind of an American art. It's right. like done, really not done anywhere else. Well, you know, you know so. that uh, now that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I I I wonder about the, you know. There's a thing to uh, to kind of the uh, Google and and research is the history of comedy. Yeah. When did people decide being funny was was a good thing? Well, you, know? you stop stop to think about this. Men seem to use humor to court women because it's kind of an easy way, shortcut to show your intelligence. Don't you think? I, I'm not going to, to to argue with with that. As I mean, I think men like to show how clever they are. They like to be able to turn a phrase. They like to to show that they are witty. So why not? Then? Yeah. Why not? Now, what's my favorite um, my favorite play of all time? Cyrano de Bergerac. Why? Because it was all about his wit. It was all about him being able to say just the right thing at the right time and to say it without sullying his white plume, without sullying his honesty and, and always being you know forthright. Could I have been... Cyrano, uh, could I have been that bluntly honest, you know, as 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 he is portrayed in in uh, Rostand's book? I, I don't think so. I don't think I have the heart. I couldn't I couldn't insult people the way that that he does. But he's just so good at it that you would want to be insulted by <laughs> Cyrano de Bergerac. Yeah, because it would have been so artful. 
Interesting. Yeah, of course, when I think of you, I think of Don Giovanni. So. Uh, well, you know, that's you're not the first one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to take one more break. I actually got some kicker stuff actually kind of interesting here. And we'll deal with that as soon as we get back here. Two minutes, everybody. Keep listening. I like having a camera here. I can keep my eye on Hank. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure he's up to only so, yeah. good. <laughs> we had a big conference table here for the broadcast table and the camera and the monitor at the end of the room. And so we see the other side of the room. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Hank. the palatial studios have gotten yeah. to be mammoth now. People Hank's can back say, there working. He's yeah, pretending yeah. to work or something. I don't know. Well, I can hardly wait to hit the uh, jacuzzi. Yeah. <laughs> I have lots of Mexican food, so it'll be on for oh, a while. God. Oh, my God. Oh, geez. No, that's not well, right. Well, somebody's got to bring the bubbles up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You're terrible. You're, you're, you're terrible. You're terrible human beings. Why do I know you? Okay, so here we go. The kicker. Here, I got a few things. This is mostly from the Babylon Bee and the Onion. Here you go. White House claims January 6th tapes are Russian disinformation. Not funny, but interesting. I would never trust... Wait, 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 stop. Yeah. Uh, uh, Wait. That was supposed to be a joke. Yeah, I thought it was true. Yeah, no, no, no. No, no no one's ever said the January 6th tapes are Russian disinformation. No, <laughs> I love see, it. that's right. We've all fallen. Yeah, in, yeah. We've fallen into it. Here we go. I would never trust a female airline pilot. Said man who doesn't know how to change the wiper blades on his car. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh my god! Spooked by January sixth footage, McConnell withdraws his head into his shell. Oh, yeah, finally! The whole thing about. I mean, does he know that he looks like a turtle? Does he yeah, know? Well, he must know. He's reminded. I mean, I think people bring it up all the time. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, this is kind of bad, but I thought this was funny. Man's self-conscious about being the only person in Walmart using his legs. Oh, okay. That's All right, bad. I'm, bad. I'm bad. I'm a bad, bad, bad. He could be a greeter. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And finally, Democrats warn that anyone watching unedited January 6th footage could arrive at an un- unapproved conclusion. Yeah, that's right. That's right, good. I, I, I need to write a letter to those that know in D.C. and just say, am I thinking properly? When, when, do, we, when do the re-education camps start? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I, I mean, or have they already? <laughs> They're called public schools? I've, I've been saying this for, uh, since it happened. If, people think Jan- if the people in Washington think January 6th is bad, at some point I actually think that if, they, if they do something really, really out of line, hundreds of thousands of Americans are, are going to grab their guns and go to Washington. I really think yeah, that'll happen. Well, I, I don't know that. Well, I think they need to grab their guns. I don't know if they have to go to Washington per se, but I think keep your powder dry because uh, I, I don't know who the first, who the next country is going to be to try to invade us, but uh, be prepared. So, Don, do you, do you think the Chinese will actually try to move in? 
So I'm talking to Nathan Sue, you know, and he's talking about, and I knew about this, about the 100-year plan to take over the United States. But what I didn't know is he said, well, you have to understand, Jim, it started in 1990. They're 30 years into it. They're 30 years into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he can show me the plan and see if anything, you know, lines up with, with what they're doing, I mean, certainly... We, we are doing a good job of uh, kind of destroying ourselves. For sure. So if they, you know, how much did they, well, if TikTok is, is any evidence of that, and I do believe that it is, because that's one uh, program that I'm, that I'm not part of. And Don, have you ever, I like, have you ever I like been it. on it? Have you no, ever and, seen and that's it? Th- I have seen it. Uh-huh. I have seen it because I, I, I see the... Um, People will post it on, on Twitter, and and I actually tweeted at at one point saying, "So what? Twitter has now become the, uh, the little second place repository for for TikTok, TikTok videos, yeah. You know, it, it, and they're all there's there's so little. I well, look, I shouldn't say no, that. no. There are some good things. I'm gonna on I'm it, gonna I'm gonna pick up what you're talking about. So the publisher here asked me to sign up for TikTok because we we're thinking about you know looking at different social media outlets, right? Mm-hmm. And I did. I signed up for an account, and I got on. I got on first. Uh, well, it's really interesting. You can get, you can access it from your web browser on your desktop, right. but you have to sign up on your phone. So I signed up on my phone. I got. On, I have to admit, I was on there for five minutes. I was appalled. Yeah. The fact that people consider this entertainment, I find mind-boggling. No, some of the things that are it's it's just mean. And the comments, the comments that people make. About the various things. I mean, this is turning into a nation of of uh, thirteen year olds. Yes, honestly, just mean, mean people. That well, that's the kind of thing more than more than the bad news from Washington. That's the sort of thing that distresses me more. And and else. but you're absolutely right. The the, la- the lack of maturity of the general public seems to seems to uh, display toward anything is mind-boggling to me. Right, right, Absolutely right, mind-boggling. Right. A lot of ignorance. There's stuff with, that the people are doing now that would be considered socially completely unacceptable 30 years ago. Right. Right, you know? right. That, and that is TikTok. And, and I, it, it's like uh, this other thing that I would never be on, this um, kind of hip all-star hip-hop. All-star hip-hop is basically just like, like an excuse to, to watch black people act horribly. Why would they? Why would you do that? Why would you? Because I think it's it is run um, by by some black folks. Why would you have a a, 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 a a platform where anyone who is racist could go there and point to dozens upon dozens of videos that show? Your particular community acting horribly. Why? I, I'm going to answer, answer a question. I'm going to answer what Chris Rock said in his special. He said there's four addictions Americans have right now, and the last and most important one is attention. He said people, hum, Americans are addicted to attention, and that drives, and he's, I think he's absolutely right. It drives most of this stuff. People want to be famous. People want people to, it's like, you know, years ago, and he even mentioned other ones. Okay, four four ways to, to, to become well-known. One is to be excellent at something. Right. Problem with that, takes a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not me talking. That's what he said. It's that's, true. Well, I mean, it takes a lot of work. Who works? Well, t- tell me how hard comedians work. I mean, they're constantly, constantly reworking 
material and trying it out and and have, having to be willing to fail in front of a, a crowd of of people that's a rough job yeah man. but if you're i mean it's true uh, by extension it's true of anything no, that but, but that's good but at. i'm just, I'm just yeah. using comedy right. just as, as as an example and, and what he he in other words he knows of what he speaks yes he does yeah. that's yeah. true that's yeah. true I tell you what, let's wrap this up, shall we? All right. Okay. With a bow, well, with you got to get going. Uh, I want to point out that Don is wearing a really, really cool white Conk News hat. You can get that on the Conk News uh, swag store. It's really, they're really sharp. It's all it says is Conk News. Uh, crack open the truth. That's yeah. Looks good on you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I I wore it so I could blend in with the snow. Well, at least <laughs> the top of my head, anyway. Yeah, actually, really, what was it snowing bad when you came in? Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was like mostly rain. Now, I mean, you know, if you like, if you listen to my my Monday show, all I do is bitch about the weather. I no. terrible. <laughs> I'm awful. I'm awful. I should just shut up. Okay, folks, we're gonna we're gonna uh, wrap this up. Then want to thank Don here, well, Don Zorro, and I want to thank uh, Larry Newman, and I want to thank Hank for sitting in. He's welcome anytime. Uh, he could have stayed longer, but he didn't. Always so, a pleasure. Yeah, and um, so next week, folks, uh, on my on in the dark on Monday, David Strom's gonna be on. He'll probably we'll probably go on for an hour knowing him. And on next and um, on Hank's show on Wednesday, I'm gonna be on for a few minutes talking about our two year anniversary. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna re- reminisce basically a little bit, Hank and I. And then on on Friday, uh, we got a big big blowout show. For the for our two year anniversary, we're trying to get every single contributor we have to at least call in for five minutes or so. And Hank's going to be on the panel there. We're gonna we're we're suspending our vo- what we call the voices rule here. We're trying not to have more than three people on at once, but we're suspending it for this show. We're gonna have a whole crew. Uh, Conway will be here, and Hank will be here, and it's like other than Don will be here, and everyone will be here, including me. So anyway, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. Check out our website at conk.news, single best conservative news anchor on the web, period. You come, you come, you'll come back. Everyone does. Take care. We'll see you.